Left. Right. Yo, what's up? Thank you for joining. This episode is about the Chinese New Year and about the death of the snow day. What are we going to do for future snow days when all the kids are at home learning from their tablets and their iPads and their home computers uh, when school could have just been canceled because of the snow? Uh, things are changing and uh, life is changing for all of us. So uh, listen on. Let me know what you think about uh, our speculation about what is the Chinese New Year and about the future snow days. I will see you guys on the other end. See ya. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 All right, that bottle pop is our cue. Welcome to Sip Talk, everyone. Episode 164. My name is Justin Julio, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. The Bosnator is a philosopher, a professional referee, a professional bartender, and most exciting of all, an accountant. James, how are yeah, things uh, it's been hanging a blast down there? The last couple of weeks. <laughs> how are things down there in good old South Carolina? Uh, better than they are in New York, apparently. Um, it's kind of chilly down here but so my mom was in town visiting for the last four or five days and there were a couple nights where i saw that the temperature in albany was one <laughs> yeah man so it, it it uh it gets cold man i actually and you would you might know about this because you grew up kind of in the mountains but i made a mistake i wasn't home the day that it snowed i ended up getting in late the day after it snowed the sun was already down so i was like well shit i'm not going to go out and shovel so what happens when you drive over the snow is that it gets packed down and then becomes something that really can't be shoveled because the packed snow basically turns into ice and now i have a I've gone in and out for three days worth of back and forth so now that driveway is basically just a sheet of ice um so i've just given i've just given up on the idea of shoveling and uh you know that it is what it is. So today, yeah, we're you have a free driveway in like March. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not thawing anytime soon. So today, we're going to talk about the death of the snow day, because um, I think that's a very real thing for a lot of people. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Chinese New Year, uh, because that's starting today. The Chinese New Year, very exciting, especially. Wait, is especially that just, is that like a multi-day thing? Well. It's especially exciting if you are Chinese, <laughs> because obviously you know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, the but Chinese you said either. it's starting today. That's implying like it's more than one day. Well, I have here in my notes that it's a fifteen to sixteen day celebration of the New Year. So, hmm. so you know that's that's good cause for celebration. The Lunar New Year or the Chinese New Year. Uh, it's based on the Chinese calendar, actually, but I feel like people are calling it the Lunar New Year because they're trying not to be racist. So I've heard it being called the Lunar New Year more and more starting last year and like almost exclusively this year. Like I'm seeing everybody's Instagram posts instead of saying Happy Chinese New Year. They almost all exclusively say Happy Lunar New Year, which... Right, but where like 
is it celebrated by any country besides China? And so some of the Asian countries celebrate a little bit, but it's it's more and they don't celebrate the way China does because Chinese has a solar calendar that they follow called the Chinese solar calendar, which is obviously the fact that February 1st, people are celebrating and doing parades in the street and there's dancing dragons in the streets. Nobody knows. Nobody who's non-Chinese is like familiar with what any of this means. The meaning of the dragon is or the meaning of the celebrations are. So it's it's my understanding that it's exclusive to China. China's I'm a big just thinking, place. why why not call it Chinese New Year if it's it's celebrated exclusively by the Chinese? Well, that's <clears throat> because you you the real answer is because Donald Trump called coronavirus the the China virus, which he was he was most likely right that it came from China, but he was very much wrong in the repercussions that calling it the China virus had. Whereas a bunch of people in the streets just get mad at Chinese people. And Trump should right. have had the foresight to have foreseen that. Well, and I think even at the at early on, when it didn't really have a name, calling it the China virus was nowhere near as bad as continuing to insist on calling it the China virus after it had a name and he was told that, that was a bad idea and it was it was inflaming racial tensions and we yeah like, we were I'm, seeing pretty of, regular of all people I'm actually willing to give him a small pass in like the first week or two well but, that, but that's yes I suppose a small pass in the very beginning but he did persist and that's the issue with Trump is that some of his ideas aren't like fully, totally shitty ideas. A lot of okay ideas. It's the execution and the follow through and just the general tone of the deployment of the ideas. Like, fuck everybody else. I'm just going to do it. These things well, are happening. I'm just going like, to keep going. On the topic it. of China, um, one of the few things that I liked that Trump did was his stance on Chinese economic policy and a generally combative tone to China on a lot of things. Well, because um, China, I, so oh, oh, let me, let me ask you a pause just real quick. So China, uh, I just bought this video game console that comes directly from China and it's just completely ripped off what I didn't know this. I just, I'm looking at the packaging, but they've completely ripped all the copyrights of all of the games. Mm -hmm. And they're basically just reproducing all of these, uh, I mean, probably Japanese and American games. But, Let's but say hi to Maria not... real quick. Hi, Maria. Nice to have you with us. Hello, everyone on Instagram. Irma, uh, Breno, Ferrari, Tori, I saw on there. We got TikTok over here. So if you guys are watching live, you want to call in, share a little bit about the death of the snow day or about the Chinese New Year, any questions you have for us, not that we're the most apt to answer it. We're simply discussing it. Check out the link in my Instagram profile while we are live to join us live. Um, so, but it's funny we, we're talking about the Chinese New Year because China is actually one of your top countries. Uh, it's always the top of your list of countries to be terrified of, right? Uh, it's yeah, it's the number one. <laughs> like people, because like, I've had like friends that have gone to China on vacation or like you know as a tourist, and I'm just like, I can't believe you would do that. I would never go there because I would it, be afraid that like one small misstep could land me in a Chinese prison for life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, you're not getting out of this, this Chinese dungeon prison. Um, I don't know anything about Chinese prisons actually, but I do imagine they're scary. I was thinking that very similar to the tensions going on in Russia, that now 
now must be an absolutely terrible time to travel to Russia. So, you know, that's generally Russia's how, my number two. Yeah, but but generally how anybody would feel about traveling to Russia from the U.S. right now is how you should feel about traveling to China anytime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you got China number one. I'm just curious if you, how the scale works. You got China number one, Russia number two. What's next? North Korea? Yeah, North if Korea would be higher, but for the fact that their reach is very small. Um, I watched a video about how difficult it is to escape North Korea for like North Korean citizens that want to leave, and it's virtually impossible. Like your choices are like trying to hike across a mountain range into like north into China, where China and if you get caught anywhere in China, China's sending you back to North Korea, or trying to cross the demilitarized zone on the border between North and South Korea, which 100% of that border is covered with floodlights and guard towers. And anyone who passes a certain line, the guards have, well, the North Korean guards have permission to just open fire without question. Now, once you cross the line to South Korea, South Korea, like, grants citizenship to any North Korean defectors. But the South Korean shoot, soldiers will not shoot at the North Korean people trying to run across. Um, yeah. Unless they're shooting at them, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's but, how they want to come in. That's, <laughs> but I think, and I think that says a lot about the two countries, that, that South Korea is aware that North Korea is fucking crazy. And North Korea is just fucking crazy. So, well, uh, and people ask, why don't we just like, get rid of North Korea? Because they're a pretty weak regime. And it wouldn't be very hard to just conquer them. But I think all the countries in the region have a somewhat vested interest in keeping North Korea the way it is. Not because it's good, but because if the North Korean regime crumbles, then you're going to have... North Korea's got a population of about 25 million, I think. And that's... Okay. 20, if I'm wrong, but like, let's just say it's 25 million. Um, that's 25 million people... 98 to 99% are malnourished, propagandized, uneducated, and not familiar with anything modern. And all those people would then become effectively refugees that countries like South Korea, North Korea, and China would have to deal with. I have never thought of it that way. But I can tell the listeners that living in a country like North Korea, which is a true dictatorship, where you don't have access to really, you can't witness the outside world. Uh, you you are basically like back in time, and you are also misled by the president of the country. Do you know you know that it said that he apparently he said recently that his father invented burrito back in like two thousand one. Yeah, Did you hear that. Um, the 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 amount of like just bullshit lies that they come up with just because is insane uh my favorite story i think it was so it's kim jong-un right now kim jong-il apparently played golf one time do you know this no so he played golf one time they built a golf course for him they give him the clubs he goes out there and um there's 18 holes in golf right okay i think he shot somewhere between like an 18 and a 36 so he <laughs> he's never so played golf. For before. reference, the world's best golfers like a, a like an incredibly good round for like, in order to get a, in order to get, like a 60. 
Well, in order to get an 18, that means you have to get a hole in one every time. Yeah. And if you didn't uh, get a hole in this, one, this, then he got a hole in two. Um, yeah, it means so this guy's just apparently shooting, he shooting played, the balls. Yeah, but he's shooting the balls into outer space, and somebody's dropping them, or as close to outer space as he can get, and somebody's just dropping them on the green. Yeah, exactly. So he 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 played one round of golf and declared the sport too easy and never played again. <laughs> um, good for him. Good for him. Now, do you know which one it is? The current president, or or is it, it was Kim Jong Un is the first one? The I think. It, it, no, is the current president Kim Jong Il, yeah. and then uh, yeah, Kim Il Sung well, might have been his like the grandfather. Well, it said that he doesn't have an asshole. You've heard this before? Oh, um, no. Yeah, you'll have to Google that one. That's that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, no. There was something with like him traveling with his own private bathroom, like a bathroom car or something. That yeah, that would surprise me. But yeah, I've I've heard that he supposedly doesn't have an asshole, and this is this is what's fed to the Korean citizens. So very interesting. Let's let's well, that explains let's get how with shit he is. Full of shit, exactly. <laughs> There's no drain. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Chinese New Year because I want to I wanna just cover that because it's happening now. We'd like to cover current events. And then we can talk about the death of the snow day. And that has nothing to do with global warming. It just has to do with coronavirus, actually. Yeah, well, um, yeah. But, but back to Chinese New Year. So it's uh, – and I haven't done extensive celebration. I just know the basics because I live in New York City. We have a big Chinese population. We have a whole area called Chinatown, which tonight is – probably like going crazy people jumping around the streets because you know last year they didn't do a whole lot and the year before that i think the that was 2020 in the beginning of coronavirus and i think a lot of chinese people intentionally even though it wasn't ordered by the government these people intentionally stayed in because they were a bit fearful of what was happening in china um i could be wrong i don't know anything about 2020 but i do know last year absolutely nothing happened it was very very quiet but it's a celebration lasting just over two weeks. It's very traditional. They do a lot of traditional stuff, including dancing around in the streets, throwing firecrackers. They have uh, a bunch of the paper lanterns and the, the big dragons that like a bunch of people get in. They move these dragons around. So um, the, all the fire and the firecrackers and the dragons it's my understanding that this is to ward off evil and bad luck. So trying to scare away bad luck. Similar to like we have a Halloween in, uh, in the Western culture. And for Halloween, we dress up as scary things to ward off the evil spirits. So similar, but Halloween, to my knowledge, isn't based on moon phases. How does that explain women's costumes in Halloween? <laughs> I don't have any idea how you get the... Uh, the slutty women's costumes in line with scaring away evil spirits. I, yeah, I would think, if it, anything, that would attract them. It would attract them, yeah. Interesting. Good good observation on that one. Um, so, but the they don't dress up. The Chinese don't dress up that I know of for Chinese New Year. They might dress, like, for, formally. But they don't wear costumes. Uh, maybe Unless they're a part of the big dragon. Yeah, but, the, but maybe they're wearing some more traditional clothing, but they don't do like a Halloween thing. Um, and I read that they do a deep, deep clean of their house prior to 
uh, prior to the new year. And that's because they don't want to be cleaning in the new year and accidentally sweep out some good luck. Does that ever happen to you? You ever swept out any of your good luck? You just kind of screwed for a while after that? No, I, I, I haven't had any to begin with. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I, that was a clever uh, twist on that. that they So, um, you're Jewish, so you know that you're not supposed to traditional, uh, what's it called, Hasidic Jewish, and what's the other one I'm looking for? Well, there's Orthodox, Conservative, or and Reformed. Okay, so, like, yeah. orthodox, orthodox, and then Hasidic Jewish is, like, super Orthodox. Yeah, so Orthodox and Hasidic Jewish especially, you're not supposed to do any work after the sun goes down on Friday. So that's your Sabbath. Mm -hmm. The sun goes down on Friday. You don't do anything work-wise until sun goes down on Saturday, and it's kind of, in my opinion, as a non-Orthodox person, a bit crazy. So you can't, you can't flip light switches, you can't tie shoes, you can't do anything that can't push buttons, anything that would be take like an effort. So it's supposed to be very relaxed, um, even though you're not allowed to drive a car, but you're encouraged to walk, which to me seems a bit like more work. But but the idea is that you know you you get all this stuff done before. Friday at sundown. Uh, so I was thinking that the Chinese do all this cleaning before the new year in kind of a like, okay, the work will be done. We won't have to do as much work. But the idea is that you clean your home and you expunge all the evil and the bad luck before the new year. And then a lot of these traditions are to bring on the good luck in the new year. So you don't want to be cleaning and sweep out the good luck. Very rational. Hmm. Um, so uh, what else do I have here? Apparently, uh, they eat noodle soup. We, we could really use someone who is Chinese to, to <laughs> kind of... Yeah, like telling me that the Chinese eat noodle soup, I'm pretty sure that that's something they do year-round. Sure, but supposedly the noodles bring... So instead of eating like... Uh, so you're supposed to have a, a soup with noodles in it instead of having like uh, some wontons or something, I'm guessing, uh, because noodles bring good luck. Um, and then okay. also, and then also, you know, when we think of the dragon in Western culture, the dragons are evil, right? They're scary. They eat not necessarily. Things. Well, it really depends on the story. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess maybe there's some newer stories where, like, like the, the Terminator. Whereas in Terminator Two, he was then he came back and he was a good Terminator. But whereas the Terminators were bad, I think the stories that you hear about now are like, oh, dra all dragons are bad, but this, this is one good egg, <laughs> right? Like dra dragons traditionally in Western culture are evil. They eat people. The knight slays the dragon. Uh, but in Chinese, the dragon uh, symbolizes wisdom, power, wealth, and dragons. Uh, dragons bring luck. So that was pretty, that was interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was the significance of the dragon. Uh, and then uh, you know what year it is, right? 2022. <laughs> it, it, what, what, the, what the animal is for, for the Chinese New Year. Um, you, you know very little about this. The, it's, the year, <laughs> it's the year of the tiger. I'm pretty sure that's the year that I was born in. The year of the time? Yeah. 
Well, so that's uh, – it's my understanding also that people have – Chinese people want their babies to be born in certain – uh, in certain time, in certain years, like you wouldn't want to be, you'd rather be the year of the tiger than the year of the rat, or the year of the pig, or the year of the pig. That wouldn't that wouldn't be good. So I'm going to try to get you a list of what these what these animals mean. Uh, but there's the rat, the ox, the tiger, the rabbit, the dragon, the snake, the horse, the goat. The monkey, the rooster, the dog, and then the pig. So, hold on a second. I'm going to take a wild guess that people would want to be born during the year of the dragon, right? Um, I think you would want to be more of the dominant animals. But the, the dragons are? Dragons are a don dominant animal. Uh you know, you probably wouldn't want to be like the pig or the rat, I would think. Yeah, but all right. So let's just, for argument's sake, let's say that the the, dra the year of the dragon's a desirable year. Why not just make every year the year of the dragon? That's an easy solution. Well, that would that would you'd be hacking the system there. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. I found a loophole here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what they mean, but but I think. I think we're I think kind of we're all on the same page that you would want to be like you know you could do like a horse but probably a horse is better than the goat. Yeah. I don't know. You want to you want to hit on some snow day stuff? Well, yeah, I guess we can get it. I guess we can get a snow day cuz I'm 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 not Chinese and uh, I know very little about the Chinese New Year, but I thought I'd share with you what I knew. I tried to verify that information. Uh, it is it is pretty great to watch these Chinese New Year festivals because they're, you know, there's like people throwing fireworks. You have these giant dragons in the street, which people are dancing with the dragons. It's, uh, it's really very cool. Um, but about snow days. So I realized last year going into the wintertime when everybody was still, a lot of people were still working from home, that if you're set up in a home office and it snows and you can't go to the office, but you weren't going to the office anyways. What's going to happen if they close down your office? Uh, you're still working. Yeah, that's work as usual. So, Unless you, you know, lose power. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had, we had <laughs> I, uh, a handful of interns that, that work in the office. There's six of these guys. And they all have different levels of motivation in coming in. So one guy uh, told me told me he couldn't come in one day. And he was supposed to be there at like 10 a.m. He messaged me at like 9.15 and said, hey, I won't be able to make it in today. And then the next day I saw him, I was like, hey, hey man, what, uh, you know, is everything all right? What, what happened yesterday? He goes, oh, it was my birthday. I said, oh, oh, you just found out yesterday morning? He's like, huh? I was like, what? <laughs> Why would, wouldn't you have foreseen this? Uh, but there was another guy that told me that uh, we had like like a little bit of like kind of slushy. This is maybe November. We had like a kind of rainy day where they were kind of predicting some snow, but it just was slushy. And uh, I drove in from New Jersey. My commute is over an hour long. So driving, trains involved, and then a walk, you know, about a three-quarter mile walk from Penn Station to my office. And... Uh, 
that's a lot of modes of transportation. So this guy goes, hey, you know, I won't be able to come in because of the weather. So I messaged him back and I said, well, look, if the trains are running later and you change your mind, feel free to come in. But obviously the trains are running the entire day. So this guy just pulled the weather card to me out of the blue as a reason he couldn't come in. Yet his mode of transportation was going to be walking to the subway, getting on the subway and walking one and a half blocks to my office. Which is not which is not very far at all. But he pulled the snow day card early and not on an appropriate day for snow day cards. So, but what are your thoughts? You think they're just going to disappear well, entirely? Because there's got to be some so, places where there's still, where some, still some school districts or some like administrators have even said as much. Because I think for those of you who didn't grow up in a climate that had snow, you need to understand how great a snow day was. Well, also, let's define why we would have a snow day as a kid. Okay, well... Because our, so, our school district was... Ha- basically, half of the train was in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, we weren't... Yeah, it was, like, you would have a snow day when it was too dangerous for the school buses to drive and pick up people. And generally, that meant that overnight you had gotten at least four or five inches of snow. Yeah, I would, at least. I would say, yeah, at least. I would say you'd have to have, it wasn't something that would evaporate by like the next day or, or melt by the next day. It had to be. A no, sustained. it would usually have to be still snowing in the morning and you had to have had a decent amount of accumulation overnight. Oh, because we used to have two, two hour, hour delays. delays and in some instances only a one hour delay which meant that like the snow had stopped, like they'd been cleaning the streets for a couple hours. They just want to make sure it's, it's good. And then some people would come in 15, 20 minutes late on their bus after the delay, just because of minor road conditions, but it was all about safety and it has to do with the amount of snow that's on the road and the ability and the danger level of getting children. So basically any danger in that case is, you know, you're going to keep the kids home. Uh, but, you know, getting the children yeah, well, from were, their home. There were roads in our school district that if there was enough snow on them, even if you had, like, good snow tires on a car, you probably couldn't drive them. Oh, no, yeah. The, uh, many of the roads, and they would, they some of these roads, could, it could be two days later, and they'd still be snowed in. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty like, sure. imagine trying to drive up Blue Factory in six inches of snow. Yeah, so James James grew up off a road that was... Very steep, very windy, <laughs> and uh, and actually pretty terrifying. It, it, you would uh, and and there was a there was a creek that ran down the side of it too, right? For the first part of it, yeah, yeah. So that's it's a uh, it is a pretty dangerous road. So that's what a snow day is. It's it's, it's a time when it's too dangerous to get your kids from one place to the other. Now, if you're an adult, you know, getting to work. They, they're not that worried about your safety getting to and from. It's really just more your ability in getting to and from. So can you, you know, if we get two feet of snow, I can't go anywhere until I shovel the driveway. Um, yeah. But it's not, but, but the, the employer doesn't care about your safety. When you, when your kids, the school is responsible for, for moving the kids. But well, it depends on your employer. Cause there would be like state governments that would shut down. Um, and like, I know, like, my mom taught at a college, so there would be days where she wouldn't teach because, like, they would cancel classes because of the snow. 
Um, yeah, well, yeah. So I think there are some companies that do better than others, and definitely, like, government does better there. Let me just uh, address the comment here on, on uh, Instagram, uh, Abastayad. Uh, I'd love to answer your questions about real estate investing, but you have to DM me or shoot me an email to uh, so I can address them. We're not talking about snow days. Uh, but we're talking about snow days and how they're disappearing, and it's not, has nothing to do with global warming, although I imagine we see less snowfall because of global warming on average. Uh, yeah, although in but, certain places, maybe some more snowfall. True. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're not talking about less snow causing less snow days. We're talking about how in the last two years with coronavirus and students having mandatory remote learning, now the expectation is that students can learn from home regardless of the circumstances. So you no longer have a snow day. It's just a remote learning day. Remote learning day. That's That does really suck. Now, I don't know how remote learning... I figure if you're a school, you have to either be in full remote learning mode, or I thought this actually a year ago, you were in full remote learning mode, or you were in full in-school mode. But now they started doing this hybrid thing where if you, you know, if somebody in your class tests positive, the whole class goes home, or that person goes home, and there's a lot of shifting back and forth. So now the schools really need to be able to be on their toes in terms of deciding you know, whether they're going to be teaching online or not. And I imagine that that has to start with every kid having an internet connection and some type of device that's capable of connecting. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to explain why snow days are a good thing because there's going to be some negative Nancy's out there saying, well, it's good. Kids don't need to miss a day of learning. I don't think there's that many people saying that, <laughs> but no, uh, I, do, I do think that, you know, that would be the positive spin on it is that they don't have to allot for these days, which traditionally the schools have for these days. They, they usually allot for, I don't, depending on the region, three or four like days. Three to five for us, I think. Yeah, where there will be no learning, there will be no school. So the curriculum has to be adjusted to, to fit, you know, so many days off where you're not learning. Um, but I think you're right. It's nice to have a nice surprise day where you're forced to kind of, you know, play on your own. Well, like maybe that happens a lot as a kid. I'm, I'm not sure on this. These days more, more than in the past. Um, well, no, because a lot of, you know, a lot of kids just get stuck in the, you know, they'll watch TV or, uh, or playing an iPhone or an iPad. I think the real fun in the snow day is getting out and playing in the snow. I know it was for, for us when we were kids. Sure, but there was also just the, the serendipity of you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about, I have to go to school and I have to do work and I have to be a person. And then you wake up and you turn on the news. and You look outside and everything's white and it's quiet and it's beautiful. And then you, you turn on the news and you see that your school is closed. And you're like, I don't have to have responsibilities today. I can just do whatever I want. So, so that so that's changed also in some ways as well. Because for us, we had to remember the TV Guide channel. You had to sit there and mm -hmm. you'd watch as the channels would scroll through and and show you what TV shows they had. On the uh, for snow days, you would have to go to the basic channels. Which I don't know. I don't remember what they were. For yeah, it'd be the local news in the morning. The local news channels, and on the bottom of the screen different schools would scroll by 
And then, yeah, of like course, a stock ticker. Yeah, like a stock ticker. And it was alphabetical. So if you if you missed yours, you'd have to sit there and watch the whole thing over. I remember just like trying to glue my eyes to the TV because you, know, you get distracted. You get distracted easily. And, uh, you know, you kind of start looking away and then you miss your school. So you're, you're excited. You got to yeah, sit down for the TV, especially as you're watching all these other schools. You're like, come on, man, everybody else is getting it. And we aren't. Uh, and then sometimes you watch, it'll start with like a, a, a one hour delay. It can turn into a two hour delay and then it can turn into a full snow day, which I never had the perspective of the parents on that, where the parents are like, I hope, I hope they fucking go to school. Like I gotta, I gotta go to work. Um, but, uh, but we were very hopeful for that snow day. That was, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Snow day activity. Just like get to go outside and like sled and make snowmen and. Well, so that's, so, so I got a a, a little list of, I got a little list of some snow day activities. Um, and they, they include hot chocolate. You know, if there's ever a day, you know, I don't, I don't drink a lot of hot chocolate these days. I, maybe one glass of hot chocolate in the last several years that I can even remember. But I think, you know, your parents always should have had those packets of Swiss Miss somewhere in the cabinets and you just heat, I don't know if you boil water or you put milk yeah, in Yeah, heat it. up some water, you put a little bit of milk and mix in the the chocolate. You're exactly. And that's your, there's no better day for a hot chocolate than a snow day. And, uh, and also, you know what I like? As an adult, some of the things I like doing on a snow day is like some mold wine, or uh, or a nice soup. I think if there's if if you're gonna make your own soup, a nice snowy day is a really good day to make a soup. Are you a soup guy? Yep. Yeah, yep. I like soup and um yeah like 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 hot tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know when I was a kid, we used to go play in the snow, and then my mom would bring soup outside to us. I don't know if you were ever there for that. My mom, I don't know. She used to put it in like Tupperware and then bring it outside to us, which was in retrospect, it's a really kind of strange thing. I'll have to ask her, like, was it was us kids requesting that you bring us the food outside? But we used to get we used to get a lot of snow. I would say minimum three times a year we would get hit with a couple of feet. I'd say not a couple of feet, like getting more than a foot was pretty rare, but I would say getting like eight to 12 inches in a day happened probably four or five times. Yeah. Pretty, relatively common. And then I had a big driveway growing up. So what would happen is the, the town plow would turn around in our driveway, which meant we had a long driveway and they would plow the snow all the way to the end of the driveway. And, uh, and they'd make these giant snow banks inside my driveway. And then what we would do is we would kind of hollow these out with shovels and, and and kind of kick through them and stuff and we would make little like igloo basically an igloo yeah and and then you could hang out inside of this and 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 remember the plow the plow is not they're not just like dropping like fluffy snow the the plow is really pushing it so you get this this really well packed thick hard almost icy uh, uh building basically so you can build you can build that out. Um, well, I remember, um, I remember the the big snow pile would be right up next to your house, next to your porch, and you could jump out of your porch, which is like fifteen feet up, and then land in the snow pile. 
and like the snow pile would cushion you. And I remember one day we got a whole bunch of snow and you had a snow pile and you were jumping into it. And then like the next day was a school day and like, Hey, can I paint? Freezing. Can I paint? Can I can I paint this picture a little, a little better? So we had a we had a porch that was on the second floor of the house, and what we could do is we would we would climb up on the the like the balcony of the porch basically, mm-hmm. and and leap and, and this there'd be a giant snowbank below, so you could leap into these snowbanks from above and just land pretty comfortably in this big. I mean, the snow was depending on what you know which pile of snow it was from the plow kind of packing it in but for the most part you could you could jump in and you'd sink into the snow so i'll let you i'll let you finish yeah so you're you probably jumping it. you're probably dropping six or seven feet into this snow pile and so yeah the day the day after it got like slightly above freezing and then got really cold the next night and then we're we're in school the next day and i see you walking around limping like what in the world happened well that's so what happened was it warmed up so the snow melted a little bit and then it got really cold so the snow froze and then became a big block of ice so then you know leaping off of the second floor into this snowbank was not a snowbank it was just a big ice whatever you want to call it you know um but that made me think of a couple other stories i have with some snow. So when we were in high school, there was one time that they had plowed partially the the um, the parking lot for the school. And this is before the school had any light poles up or anything. It was just one giant parking lot. And what we were doing is we would kind of drive through these paths that they had plowed and the, you know they they must have pulled the plows out of the out of the school garage and plowed these paths, but then it, it still snowed another four or six inches. So the paths had snow on them, were slippery, um, but, you know, but but you, you could drive on them. So I went a couple of times out here, and then I went and picked up a friend, and, you know, we're spinning around, and uh, um, at one point we get stuck. The car, car kind of skids out of one of the, the plowed paths, so we're in now, like, 14 inches of snow and uh, I jump out of the car to get the shovel because I've been stuck before. So I jump out of the car to get the shovel, which was stuck, you know, 25 feet away. And as I get to about where the shovel is, I turn around and I hear my friend in the car going, uh, Justin, Justin, uh, and the car is moving in reverse. So because the car got stuck, I didn't put it in park, (laughs) which is why you should never buy automatic cars. I, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and what happened was the door was open and the car went in reverse and ripped the door off the side of the car. Um, that's, that's the first one. The second one was a time that this, the school parking lot had been plowed where they put all of the snow onto one side of the parking lot. So the, the probably like sn- 25 or 30 feet high. Yeah. The snow banks were enormous. 25 to 30 feet. I, I think would be accurate. So different friend and I had this idea in a Jeep Wrangler. We were going to back up to the far side of the parking lot. And then what we were going to do was drive as fast as we could to get on top of the snowbank. Well, what happened was we, uh, we backed all the way to the far end of the, the parking lot and got going as absolutely fast as we could. And we just ran directly into the snowbank 
and buried the car into the snowbank to the point where we were deep enough that we couldn't see anything. We were completely engulfed in the snow. We had to roll the windows down to get out of the car. And uh, you gained a I'm, little bit of height. You probably got three or four feet up. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we were, we were up there a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how we got out, but I remember we called you. It must have been 11 o'clock. At like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, can you come down to the school and bring a shovel? And you were like, uh, what, <laughs> what do I need to, to bring a shovel? And, uh, and then I think your mom might have driven you down. No, no, no. And... That was a different time. Okay. Well, yeah, I, that one, I just like we... left the house and drove down to the school at midnight on a school night and nobody really batted an eye. And I get there with the shovel and I'm like, this is a problem far beyond what a shovel can solve. Yeah, we had to we had to drive back to the house to get another Jeep and a tow strap and uh, and try to rip this Jeep out of the pile of snow, which was actually it's actually very difficult. There's a lot of stories I could tell about getting Jeeps stuck in the snow. Um, yeah, yeah, and then I, after that, we went to like Burger King at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> well, it was a it was a uh, it was a tough it was a tough night of of shoveling and being stuck in the snow. So, uh, you know, you got to reward yourself. And I think we probably went there to run at the track, anyways. That used to be the thing: is we go to the school at ten, eleven o'clock at night and go throw in a quick five miles, which which now seems completely inconceivable to me that uh, that we would just run and and. And and we did this very regularly. Run out and do uh, do five miles. That yeah. was the that was the routine, which uh, which you know I wish I could I could still do that. Maybe I'll find a track out here in New Jersey, except they might arrest me for for being there. Um, all right. So outside of going out, oh well, actually going out for drives on a snow day is pretty fun. I, have we talked about before on the podcast what we used to do with the with the jeeps and the the tow rope? Yeah, we've talked about jeep sledding, but just driving jeep. in the snow, like once you get comfortable with it, is really fun. Now, what's not fun is if you have to be somewhere at a set time, then it's not so much fun. But if you're just out driving to enjoy the experience, it is. Yeah, you have to have good snow tires on there for it to be. If you have, if you don't have snow tires on, you're not going anywhere maybe off the road but with a good pair of snow tires on you can get some traction you can drive around and if you get the feel for the car and learn how to slide and uh, especially if you have uh uh the the emergency have you noticed that the emergency brakes on all the new cars is a push button um no but that's terrible it is absolutely terrible um so the new the new cars have a push button emergency brake the old ones used to have a lever that you could crank on and let go of and it would lock up your rear wheels. So you could really like spin out and rip the emergency brake and just do some cr- crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, that's uh, yeah. it's too bad, man. Too bad that you can't do that anymore. And so I, I really think that with remote learning and everything, a snow day should still be a snow day. And not that I'm ever going to have kids, but if I did have kids and there was a snow day and the kids are like, well, we have to sign in to uh, the remote learning today. I'd say, screw that. Go play outside. You guys, you guys are, yeah, you, you guys are going to play outside and do other things. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing is I think a lot of kids may not want to go outside on a snow day, but I think it's important that you get outside, you go play in the snow. Have uh, a snowball fight. 
Yeah, build a snowman. Now you got to have the the right kind of snow to build a snowman. It's yeah, that's be, be kind of wet. Yeah, it can't be cold, cold, fluffy snow because the snow has to stick to itself. Oh, maybe I'll do that this weekend. We got a decent amount of snow. Maybe I'll try to build one in the in the driveway, then peel up some of the peel up some of the snow in the driveway. Um, and then sledding. I uh, I recently bought some sleds um, on the internet. And when they arrived, they are like, did I tell you about sleds? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to get some sleds for uh, for the backyard. And uh, they're like miniature sleds. They're sleds for like three-year-olds, which well, I had no... You done I, your research. I couldn't find sleds anywhere. I went to Dick's. I went to Target. None of these, none of these stores had sleds. So I was like, well, let me just buy them online. And these sleds came in, and, uh, and they're baby sleds. So I'm really. I also bought a snowboard. So it's a it's a mini snowboard with a little rope, so you don't strap your feet into it. That uh, I'm pretty excited for yeah. that. And uh, so now you got to build yourself a jump too. Yeah, that was another thing we used to do is we would build a we built a ski jump into the driveway, which maybe in retrospect not the best idea. And I'm pretty sure we videotaped ourselves going off of the ski jump, which is Wouldn't footage. Surprise that, me. Which is footage that neither one of us has, has watched or probably had any desire to watch at all nope. <laughs> in the last two plus decades. Uh, all right. So, what? Uh, I'm, yeah, I just to take a moment to kind of feel <laughs> we can mourn the loss of the snow day because I, I really don't think that there's any school districts that will see any value in just giving kids a day off when they can be learning remotely. And that's, uh, that's a shame. But yeah, in order for that to hold up, though, year after year, the schools are going to, because presumably kids are going to come back to school full time. Being in school is good for kids to be socialized and, and things like that. But a lot of benefit of being in school. So once we get far enough past coronavirus, um, then, uh, you know, I think, then I don't know if they'll be giving kids all iPads schools, every year. I think all schools will have kind of a remote learning option that they can employ at any time, not necessarily because of COVID, but just because COVID has shown that it's a decent backup plan. I would question whether it's decent, but the schools believe that it's decent. And so I would think that moving forward into the future, schools are always going to have a remote learning backup plan for any sort of contingency, whether it's a snow day or a COVID or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly foresee schools definitely having a remote learning option moving forward. I think, I think what people won't learn their lesson from coronavirus. And I'm not only... saying that like that remote learning will happen regularly. It's not like if you go into such and such a public school, you can choose like a fully remote learning option. I don't think that's going to be very common. But I think that all schools are going to have a remote learning component that they selectively employ. But that would mean keeping all of their students up to date with technology and connectivity. And, And that's where I feel like I feel like that's very difficult to do. And I don't necessarily... You know, I think there maybe there is a chance for the snow day. You know, maybe there is a chance six years from now that every kid isn't going to have a connected iPad 
Although, you would hope. actually, well, here's here's my thinking actually, because I was talking to uh, a a middle schooler about textbooks and uh, um, and how expensive textbooks are. A textbook, two years worth of textbooks of one book is so if you had to buy the same math book one year and then another year is about the same cost as an iPad. Yeah. So but an iPad can be every book. And you don't have to refresh that iPad every year when they update the contents of the book. It's just automatically loaded onto the iPad. So when you have a book and it gets outdated, you have to throw that book away and buy the new one. With an iPad, you can just download the new one. And one iPad does science, math, uh, English, you know, social studies. It, it does all of the subjects. So I think actually there's a good chance that all students are going to be given a restricted use, no porn iPad. Yeah, with just heavy, heavy parental controls controlled by the, the school district as to what they can and can't do on it. Yeah, but also um, a, 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 a very hard case on top of it. Because yeah, so they break, don't destroy it. Yeah, kids can break anything. And you know it's going to be the same kid that's always got like the shattered up iPad. Yeah, it makes I me do. think of a friend of ours who like day two of owning a new cell phone, and it looked trashed. Yeah, some people... It's it, it is crazy. I see. I, I always see the same people with the same beat up phones, and I think I wonder what the reason is for that. I don't have a case on any phone. I have a, a laptop. I have an iPad. I have three cell phones. I use them, you know, all the time, and I carry two phones to and from work, and the laptop to and from work, and the I, I shattered an iPhone screen. Back in 2008, back in 2009, Easter weekend. See, it's the only only cell phone in screen. In 15 years of no, almost 20 years of cell phone ownership, I have cracked a screen once, and that was recently. And I'm pissed about it because I can't <laughs> even replace this phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you you see the you see the same people with with damaged phones all the time. So uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe these people aren't buying their own phones and. Uh, or they just don't care about the condition of their belongings. Maybe, but I think they do, and I think they get really mad when when things break. You know, I got to knock on some wood here because it's probably manufactured wood. Hang on, just knock knocking anything wooden like around me. I don't want to. I don't want to be telling you this, and then tomorrow I go out and just boom, crack my crack my phone. Um, how did you break your phone last time? I'm just curious. Oh, I was getting out of the car. I was in a rush. I had to go to the bank, and it was before my job started. And I was like, all right, hop out of the car because we need to get into the bank to beat the other people that are walking into the bank. And my phone was, like, in a pocket, but, like, not fully in a pocket. So as I jumped out of the car, the phone jumped out of my pocket, landed on the sidewalk, and that was that. And unfortunately, Blackberry's dragging their heels on their 5G phone, so I don't really have many options. There, there's like two phones on the market right now that have buttons. Yeah, I'm sorry, pal. It's uh, you might have to adopt those digital buttons. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I'm running this phone until it act until it no longer works in any capacity. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I I upgrade I upgrade one of the phones every year. Which means, dude, I, I don't can... have a contacts list on my phone. 
You don't have a contact list in your phone? No. How? I I have a theory that there's gonna that phone numbers are going to start to disappear. And I realize this. I've I started. You know, I call like some restaurants and stuff over the last few weeks. And and you know, when you call businesses, you just open the app and then type call or push push the the button that says call. I don't even know what their phone numbers are. I never had to dial their number to begin with. Now it connects me to the number, but it, as far as I'm concerned, the number is like computer coding, except it you know goes through the phone line. So I I foresee phone numbers really phasing out, and people are just going to have buttons where you can call them. A lot of people already call people through their apps, right? Mm-hmm. So you you call somebody on Instagram app or on on WhatsApp um, or Telegram or something like that. You can have a real phone conversation. You never have to dial a number. You never even have to see their phone number you just tap the call icon so but how do you will you just re- remember people's numbers or you write them down so my text messages still work so from a certain date and before the phone can re- like somehow reference the text messages and remember some people's phone numbers but anybody after this is now like a year and a half or almost two years ago anybody that i met after that like, I can't store a phone number. I also don't have a call history. If I get a missed call from you, if I get two, like, I can see the number. If I get two missed calls, I see two missed calls but no numbers. So if I, if I have two missed calls, I don't know who called me. Damn, I can see why you're pushing for, for snow days to stay in existence. You're just a man of nostalgia. You, you like the, uh, the old school. Um, but, yeah, like, this has been an issue when I've, like, dated girls. And they're like, why haven't you saved my number in your phone? Like, I can't. As in what the the space is just you have no more space on your phone. I mean, no, 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 no. Into... Something happened with the the software on it where like the contacts list bugged and was causing all sorts okay. of errors. And the only way I was able to fix it was to to delete the contacts app. And when I did that, I lost all of my contacts. And I can't reinstall the contacts app because it would cause the same issues that led me to delete it. But I thought that all of my contacts were saved to like the Google Cloud or whatever. Nope. <laughs> so it's, oh, man. if I I'm lose jealous. my text I'm, messages, I'm, I lose all my numbers. I'm intrigued in, as to how you can do this, but I'm also jealous. Rosh just made a comment about the new Aziz Ansari special where uh, Aziz actually pulls out his phone and it's a it's an actual flip phone, old school flip phone, and I'm very jealous of that as well. I I. I like the idea of being able to go back and not have access to the entire world at my fingertips. You just have an emergency device for people to reach you on emergency occasions. And then when you want to explore the world at your fingertips, you can go to a desktop computer. You can do it that way. But you, you're, you're not even forced to resist the temptation to jump on social media or search the Internet. It's not an option for you at all. So... You know, to that degree, I, I really miss the years where you just had limited uh, capabilities on a mobile device or even before having a mobile device where you had to get home to make a phone call, check your voicemail from home. And uh, like I said, I'm a bit jealous, but still intrigued as to as to how you can. As to how you can exist with. With an old phone with no contacts. Uh, I don't know. I'll show you next time I see you. <laughs> if uh, if you can remember my address to find me. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's about all I got today on 
on the snow day stuff. Uh, I wanted to touch on the t- Chinese New Year because it's it's obviously current and it's a fascinating, very cool holiday. I think Chinese culture is is very just exciting for me because it's so foreign. There's so much stuff that I, I can't even begin to comprehend because it's just it's so foreign. So um, so that's cool. You know, I mean, just for an example, if you if you order Chinese food at an American Chinese food establishment, you're going to get things like uh, fried chicken wings and egg rolls and uh, fortune cookies and uh, General's House chicken. That's not the cuisine of a regular Chinese person living somewhere in China. They're not eating that stuff on a regular basis. I don't think or you at could, all. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you could sustain uh, a physique that fits into any any Asian-made clothing. We talked about the Japanese clothing being way smaller than American clothing, mm-hmm. um, and Japanese people don't just go around eating sushi, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah Seppin Im- says I'll find out who my friends are now. Like yeah, like it's yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's it's when I get a text message, sometimes it's an adventure because I have to like look through the history and be like, who is this? <laughs> um, I've been having some issues with my contacts list actually, also, and uh, every once in a while I get a bit of a random message, very confusing for me. So. But that's it. We are uh, we're out of time. I want to thank everybody for joining on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, don't forget, guys, to go subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the audio podcast platforms. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to see your comments on YouTube and know what you want to hear about next. And uh, we actually like it when you disagree with us a little bit because we know we're right, and we just like to put you in your place. So if yeah. you disagree with us anywhere, feel free to share that disagreement. We got and, a uh, uh, shout out to Rosh, who currently is suffering from both a broken back and the bubonic plague. Yeah, the bubonic plague that he, he claims not to have coronavirus, but he is uh, he's in rough shape tonight and he is feeding us your comments. And uh, for that, we thank him. It's the only way we can see you guys because James and I got to interact with each other while we're live. So thank you guys that way. Uh, On that note, I'm out of here. Adios. Laters. See ya. All right, you made it to the other end of the podcast. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for having been there. Um, And uh, you ought to subscribe to the podcast if you want to. See you guys next time. Adios. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.